Hello, this is Mike Gettle and Steve Carpenter from Yakima Chi Hops. Welcome to the 19th episode of our Season 2 podcast, Beer, Baseball, and Binds. Today we're excited to be joined by a true baseball beer, uh, left, left Field Brewing out of Toronto, Canada. And we're joined by co-founder Mark. Uh, and Mark, uh, thanks and welcome to our podcast. No problem. Thanks for having me. I have to say, Steve, I don't know if you've looked at his beer names, but it's by far my favorite list I've seen all year long uh, of, of, of beer names for a craft brewery. These are fantastic uh, names, Mark. Thank I, you. I tell you, Mark, I, I agree with Mike wholeheartedly, and I can't wait to talk about your uh, chief security and customer service uh, manager there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I have a Basset Hound named Robinson, so I too have a oh, baseball named Basset Hound. And once I was checking on your website today, doing a little research, I, I just fell in love with Wrigley. Um, I, I can't wait to get to Toronto and come and, and uh, make acquaintances. There's not, nothing like a, a Basset baseball dog. Yeah, that's right. Did you get a chance to look at his Instagram? I haven't. I, I got to check He's, that uh, out. At Wrigley the dog. All right. And he has more followers than me personally. So. <laughs> I can see why. He's quite the specimen. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think, uh, Mark, looking at some of these names, you're probably of Steve and Mai's vintage, uh, looking at some of these 70s and 80s references, whether it's the, uh, the Pine Tower incident or the disco demolition night uh, at Cleveland. I remember these, uh, <laughs> these things very, very well. Yep. Yeah. You even got a beer. Uh, a lot of those ones actually, a lot of those ones actually predate me. But um, I think a lot of the glory days of baseball, uh, you know, happened you know ten, twenty, thirty, forty, hundred years ago. So that's where we draw a lot of inspiration from. Yeah, no, these are great. And I think even uh, maybe my my most uh, favorite one is uh, the Ephus. Uh, oh yeah, a very old uh, pitch from way back when. So yeah, yeah. I, can yeah. I can I assume you have to drink that one kind of slow? <laughs> uh well that's our oatmeal brown ale um you know drink it however you like it but it is a good beer and um it's a fun term a lot of people don't even know how to say it but uh you get them up to speed on how to pronounce it and um the idea actually behind the naming of that beer was you know a lot of people have preconceived ideas about dark beers and maybe too heavy maybe not for them and uh the pitch the ethos catches the batter off guard and we hope Actually, it's kind of corny, but we hope the beer catches you off guard if you thought it might be something different. Uh, yeah. For me, it's an all-season beer. It's not just a winter beer. Nice. Wonderful. Well, let's let's talk a little bit more current baseball before we get to the hops. As, as Steve said, we're starting harvest here, so we've got quite a bit to talk about. But uh, your Toronto Blue Jays, at least you've got uh, some great young talent. I know it's not a great winning season, but you've got, what, three guys now that are uh, – uh, you know, on on a budding path and sons of uh, former baseball players, right? Yeah, that's that's pretty exciting. It's it's been a long time coming. Um, it's great that they're all here now. Uh, specifically, Vlad Guerrero Jr. He was the first one up, and um, his sort of development was, I think, delayed by the club intentionally. Um, I think you know, service time manipulation, all that sort of thing. He was ready a long time ago, but now he's here, and it's great. He uh, sort of made his debut for a lot of people down south um, during the home run derby. And yeah. And an incredible amount of home runs. Didn't win, unfortunately, but, you know, his power was on full display. 
And then, like you said, yeah, we have two other uh, sons of former Major League players, Kevin Biggio and uh, Bo Bichette. Bo's had an incredible start since he's been up, uh, breaking all sorts of redder, records, hitting doubles like they're going out of style. And, yeah, it's, it's yeah. looking good. Vladi uh, reminds me a lot of his father. He never gets cheated on a swing. He, he's just <laughs> swinging from the shoelaces, and uh, that ball goes a long ways when he connects. I think he's got maybe yeah. three of the longest uh, uh, home runs in the majors this this year so far, and 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 he just was called up mid season. So um, yeah. I'm I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to say three years from now we're going to see the Toronto Blue Jays and the Seattle Mariners playing for the American oh. League pennant. <laughs> That'd be great. I just, we've got a, finally got a, a really good farm system, uh, some, some good talent okay. down there. And, and hopefully those two lines kind of connect. I know, uh, we've got, uh, tomorrow, uh, our beloved Blue Jays and their fans from Canada will descend upon, uh, uh, the, the, the baseball field there in Seattle. Uh, and, uh, we've got a weekend series coming up. So the timing on this podcast is pretty good for us. Yeah, that's cool. Do you figure it'll be like 50%, um, Canadians there that day or? No, not, not, e- like not yeah. even, not even close. It'll be like 80% Canadians. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, Steve, you say those were your favorite games to attend, uh, right? So. I, I just can't quite bring myself to go for a game that weekend it's just uh it's too tough uh the the folks from british columbia just uh they love their blue jays and they they come from the north and they buy their tickets as soon as the tickets go on sale and uh it's just uh it's a little bit depressing uh the good thing we have going for us is the uh series last weekend at toronto seattle actually took that series which is a rarity this year for the the mariners so uh, maybe if we yeah. get off to a good start tomorrow night. Uh, I know the Blue Jays have one more game, and uh, I think it's uh, at Dodger Stadium before they head north. Uh, oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we're young and exciting, but we're not having a great year. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's anyone's game. Yep. So uh, I'm assuming you were a, a baseball fan well before you started brewing beer, uh, just because uh, it, it takes time from a, being a kid to grow up, and I'm assuming that was the case with you, Mark. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I got into baseball probably as a six-year-old. I started playing t-ball. Um, baseball is always the sport I played. I never played hockey like a like a good Canadian. Um, I was ten years old when the Jays won the World Series in '92, and that sort of that moment stuck with me. And I just loved baseball for as long as I remember. Joe Carter. Yeah, those are good teams. Yeah. So when did you open the brewery? When did you open Left Field? Uh, well, we were uh, we started in 2013 as a contract brewery. Um, actually, in 2013, we were the 100th brewery in Ontario. Um, fast forward to today, and there's over 300, which is pretty amazing for our scene. Yeah. But uh, 2013 as a contract brewery. I actually graduated uh, brewing a diploma from a local college here. Mm-hmm. And we contracted my recipes at some other local Ontario breweries. We started as draft only while well, we sort of um, figured out what we wanted to do and where we wanted to go. And the goal was to always have our own facility, um, but we just started small draft only uh, on a contract basis. So th- within the first year, we signed uh, a lease for a new space and started um, 
construction, and within two years we were open. So we were uh, we built our first batch in our own facility in February 2015, and since then all of our beers been made by us in our our own brewery mm-hmm. in uh, East End of Toronto. East End, okay. And coming out of Toronto, were you just because of the, the the great malt coming out of Canada? Did you start off a little more malt forward or hot forward or a mix of different styles and, and varieties of beers or Actually, yeah, it's funny to it's funny to look back now. Part of the business plan was to launch with three beers. Uh, Ethos was one of them. It was a beer I brewed on the homebrew scale, um, and we wanted to launch with three beers: so uh, a hop forward, a malt forward, and an easy drinking. Nice. Um, and then you know, fast forward today, and there's sours and hazy IPAs and all sorts of things. It was a bit of a simpler time, but you know, I'm obviously loving the beer now these days. Mike, I've I've got a distinct advantage here, Mike, in that I'm uh, sampling a Greenwood IPA, and uh, so look, just I mean, looking at the wonderful connections to baseball with the uh, with the can here on the back, they actually suggest with this beer some ballpark pairings. So they got spicy Italian sausage and or pepperoni pizza as their uh, uh, ballpark nice. pairings, and it, it's just. Nice. I, I love everything about it, and and I know uh, your your wife uh, Mandy Mark uh, uh, helped uh, to establish the brewer I, brewery. Can I can I ask if if she's a uh, a big a baseball fan as you are? I'd say so now. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, starting out in a relationship, she she didn't uh, you know love it as much as me, but just over the years attending games, um, she picked up scorekeeping as a hobby. Uh, it's definitely a fun way to to stay in the game and even to just see what the players did in their last at bat. It's not always on the screen. Yeah. So uh, yeah, now she's as as big a fan as I am. That's exactly the way it is with my wife Diana. She, uh, I think, tolerated my baseball addiction uh, <laughs> after we were uh, married, but uh, now she'll sit right there in ball games and. Uh, I'll be watching the TV and yelling at the pitcher, why didn't you slow up, throw a slider down and away instead of that fastball right across the middle? And she actually understands what I'm talking about and uh, yeah. enjoys uh, tagging along with me uh, to uh, uh, the ballpark and, and usually down to spring training for a couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. Do you have uh, yeah, your beer in the stadium there, um, Mark? Sorry? Do you have your beers in the stadium, or are you able to get it while you're actually watching the game in Toronto? Actually, no. It's um, it's a shame, a huge shame. The Rogers Center, formerly the Skydome, is the only stadium in the entire major leagues without uh, local beer. Really? Um, mm. Yeah, which is it's hard to believe, but it's true. Is that a Canadian law? Uh, no. Um, so the stadium or the the team itself. Had been owned by Labatt way oh, back sure. in the day, yeah. and I think it's just those relationships. Labatt is in Hyderabad now. Um, those relationships have prevailed, and technically, they do have one beer available in a handful of outlets. Uh, it is another uh, dark ale, but it's not advertised. You wouldn't know it's there. You sort of have to seek it out and find it, mm-hmm. and it's not ours. Um, yeah. So we're hoping that changes one day. Yeah, and actually. Um, I know it's something that the team's looking into. Uh, we have Mark Shapiro as our um, president. He had done these sorts of things in Cleveland, and I think he is looking to make improvements, but it's not something that's uh, currently available. Mm. 
That's that is bad. pretty remarkable. It's, yeah, I mean, it's really taking off in most of the other stadiums. It's a, it's a great pairing now. Yeah. You know, whether it's Seattle or my, my Minneapolis or wherever, there's uh, so many places that are serving really good quality local craft beers in the stadiums, and it's uh, just a great part about going out to the park. Yeah, I mean, Coors Field and Miller Park, they have you know, yeah. better beer than we have in the Rogers Center. <laughs> yep. And, you know, they're sponsored by the biggest brewing companies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll have well, to get a petition going or something and figure that out. Because, uh, <laughs> it's a shame that uh, there's not a true baseball brand of beer uh, in the Rogers Center. Because yeah. uh, th- this would be great. This is just a perfect uh, combination of craft beer and uh, and baseball. Yeah. I mean, it's a no-brainer, but um, the fortunate aspect of having a losing season is the fans aren't turning out like they used to. <laughs> And I think the team's going to have to work harder to attract the fans yeah. and give them unique things and experiences. So uh, we're hopeful for the future, but, you know, we're working on it. Yeah. Oh, that's a good... Well, Steve, you uh, started off, uh, I know we've got the very first centennial bales coming in, right? So uh, harvest is officially a promise for hops. We do. Uh, there's a lot of growers picking centennial right now. Um, we, we had... Uh, I think since our last podcast, we had actually a uh, a weather event here in the valley. We had some uh, kind of freakish rain and wind that uh, knocked a few hop yards down, a couple hundred acres of hops, uh, almost well, two weeks ago tomorrow. And uh, it's it was really, you know, normally if they go down a little closer to harvest, you can go in and uh, still salvage it and pick up the trellis and, and get the hops. But in... In this case, being uh, in, in some of the varieties, uh, as long as a month away from harvest, uh, they're really not salvageable because they'll uh, they'll get mold and sunburn and and uh, things that uh, don't enhance the quality. So uh, um, it looks like a pretty good crop. Uh, what we're seeing is a lot of that secondary bloom in some of these varieties is uh, sizing up and. Uh, um, we'll have to wait to get uh, enough in the barn to kind of check with some growers on their uh, yields. But uh, it looks like a good year for the uh, Pacific Northwest hop crop, both in terms of quantity and uh, also quality, if, if we can just keep these yards from falling down. Yeah, when you say uh, falling down, uh, sorry to interject, does that mean uh, cones falling off the vine or the, the trellis system falling over yeah it means the entire entire trellis system goes down uh they get the weight weight of the rain on the top which Uh adds literally tons to that trellis that's holding up uh, an already decent crop and then behind that you'll get uh, behind the rain you'll get some wind and if it pushes hard enough you'll have an anchor wire pop here and there and that just starts a chain reaction and pretty soon the trellis has collapsed um and even for the trellises that stay up, there's a lot of individual vines that get knocked down that the uh, crews will have to go through and kind of throw back up to keep them off the ground to keep the uh, the mold and the dirt off the cones. Uh, so it's mm. it's a hassle either way. But uh, um, growers, uh, I, I think, you know, I, I was around yesterday afternoon uh, the day before in the afternoon uh looking at a couple growers that were starting with centennial and i think what we're seeing so far is the crop appears to be ripe 
Um, and I think a lot of growers that were thinking, let's wait till next week to get going are kind of rethinking that. And I would be very surprised if uh, most of the growers aren't uh, starting harvest uh, uh, no later than the first of next week. And I think, too, Steve, to put it into context, uh, you know, it's really tough for the guys that lost some fields, but it's approximately 200 acres out of a total of 55,000 acres of hops. So it's, uh, it's tough on those individual fields, but it's it's really is kind of only a blip for the total hop uh, production in the United States this year. That, that's true. It's uh, you, you look at the varieties very closely, and then you look at your projections and, you know, make sure that uh, uh, the crop can still be there. But uh, usually, uh, you know, short crops get shorter as the season goes on and, and big crops get bigger. And, and I think that's what we might be seeing with, with this year's crop. That's good. We need them. Uh, I've uh, been traveling around visiting customers the last uh, couple of days in Wisconsin and Minnesota. And I tell you, the uh, certainly here, um, the demand for hot forward beers remains very strong. Uh, people are still pulling in the crowds uh, on the, uh, on Tuesday night, we were at a brewery in Milwaukee, Milwaukee Brewing, and uh, they were hosting, it was actually a pretty fun event, they were hosting global Harley-Davidson dealers, uh, and those, so they had all the motorcycles out front and people drinking beer and, and really enjoying a good time, and uh, and then coming up to Minneapolis yesterday, uh, again, in a couple of different breweries, uh, the crowds are big, and it's good weather for drinking beer right now, which helps, obviously, but... Uh, it still feels pretty good out here in terms of the demand for our, our big juicies. Mark, we're uh, here in uh, Yakima. I'm sitting here enjoying a, uh, as I said, a Greenwood IPA. It's it's a very, very nice beer and uh, kind of in the tradition of, a, uh, I, th- I think, more of kind of a West Coast IPA. I don't know if that was you were after, but uh, I'm curious what, what hops are in uh, in Greenwood. Yeah, so um, actually it's brewed with uh, Vermont Ale so it's a little, it's a bit east uh, coast. Um, and in the kettle, actually, it's exclusively just a Whirlpool, and we use Citra Cryo and Simcoe, Simcoe Cryo uh, just to keep the um, you know vegetable content down in the kettle uh, and get the most amount of wort into the fermenter mm-hmm. through the uh, Whirlpool. So uh, Citra and Simcoe Cryo in the Whirlpool, and then in the, in the dry hop, it's a pretty heavy dry hop, Citra, Centennial, Simcoe, and Palisade. Oh. No wonder it tastes so good. And, uh, oh, those are good hops. Yeah. yeah when, it, when it's going real well, I, I get a bit of peach um, and melon out of those uh, out of that combination. Yeah. How long have you been using cryo hops, Mark? Um, that's a good question. I think um, they're they're not that old as a product, if I'm... Yeah, yeah, no, they're only about three or four years, yeah. So it's hard to start introducing them into core brands because you already have those those beers, and sure, you're looking for ways to make your core brands the best they can be always. Uh, but it took until, um, I think, Greenwood was when we really went into them heavily. Um, actually, Greenwood didn't start out with uh, Citra, or sorry, it always had Citra and Simcoe in the kettle, but it was always just regular pellets. Um, and we were just looking for ways to increase the yield because, uh, it's one of the worst yields 
We have just because of the amount of hops we use. Sure. Um, it's also our biggest seller, so we're looking for you know more volume, and we we thought, oh, let's try cryo in the kettle to get more uh, word out, and that worked. Oh, great. That's are uh, you? How much of your? Go ahead, Steve. That's free beer, right? <laughs> all yeah, the yeah, same, that's great. All the same work, and if you can uh, produce more beer, that's uh, uh, more beer for your customers. So that's that's uh, what we strive for, and it's great to hear. Mark, are you? How much of your beer are you selling uh, through your tap rooms, and how much goes out in either cans or kegs? Percentages, roughly. Um, so we're, this year we're approaching um, around five thousand barrels, and so we've we've looked at that over the years. Um, and traditionally, revenue-wise, um, tap room in our own bottle shop is around fifty percent. Uh, but as we're growing, that's only going to shrink because we're distributing more and more beer. Mm-hmm. But um, it's still holding strong at least forty percent inside out our front door. That's great. That's a good number, then. Yeah. Yeah. And and are you yeah. able to distribute through the U.S. yet, or is it primarily in Ontario, or how how does it work for you? No, just just because we're so small, uh, we haven't really had an interest really to venture outside of Ontario. Um, we'll just sell it all fresh here. So yeah, you know why uh, why do that to the beer? Yeah. No. Exactly. Yeah. And are your customers um, spread out across the varieties they're 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 asking for? Or is, are they gravitating towards more IPAs as as much of uh, the U.S. is as well? Yeah, I think uh, IPA is still king in the U.S. or in Canada. Um, you know, I don't have an exact number, but it's over sixty percent of our total breweries output is in an IPA. Um, yeah, that's what people are, are looking for. That's what all of our brewers are still drinking after their shift. Um, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Getting back to baseball a little bit, Mark, Are you? Uh, how often do you and Mandy get out to the ballpark? Um, years ago, we'd try and get to 10 or 15 games. Awesome. I think that would be a pretty good season. This year's kind of been light. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a true baseball lover, but when the team stinks and uh, – <laughs> Uh, the ownership increases the ticket prices. Nothing beats the couch. Yeah, that's yeah. not a good um, combination. We are still trying to watch some games at home, but you know they're not giving us a lot of reasons to head to the ballpark, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, you got some. But good... this year, I think we'll still get to five or six. Oh, good. You got some good young stars there. Uh, have you guys have some young pitching to kind of go along with uh, Guerrero, Bichette, and Biggio? Um. Well, that's a that's a touchy subject. We had some uh, we had some guys that we recently essentially let go, uh, Marcus Stroman and uh, Aaron Sanchez. Right, right. Yeah, that's too bad. They have been young, good arms for a long time. Unfortunately, I don't think they realize their full potential. Uh, well, except for Marcus Stroman, he's doing great. He was our go-to guy in 2015 right. when we made the uh, AL East. Um, pitched a lot of big games for us. He was an All-Star. He won a Gold Glove this year. His ERA was in the threes. So he was putting it together this year, uh, but we didn't look like we wanted to extend him. Yeah. So uh, the team traded him away and he's with got the, what they could. He's with the Mets now, right? Yeah, he's with the Mets. Yeah. He actually has a tattoo on his on his chest of the CN Tower. He's a huge <laughs> fan of Canada. He loves to be here, so it's it's kind of kind of hurt when we lost him. Yeah. yeah. And he wasn't happy. But I, think, sure. I think pitching is one of those things. Uh, we do have some young guys coming up. But uh, if the team starts getting the right um, 
young guys like those core three playing well and the ownership sees that we have a window of opportunity to add some veterans, I think we will just because the salary has been cut in half. So right. I think there will be opportunities to add pitching, um, but right now it's sort of by committee. Yeah. Well, they've got some time. These guys are going to be around for a while, that good core. Yeah. Um, and that, it seems like everyone is uh, uh, looking at the Houston Astros model and thinking that's the way to go, and they've been able to maintain that young core uh, for an extended period of time. And I, I think that's exactly the game plan that the Blue Jays and, and even the Mariners are looking at uh, as, as a recipe for success. So, um, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's – um... Houston looks incredible. That's another funny story, just quickly. We traded uh, Aaron Sanchez and Joe Biagini, one of our bullpen arms, and their very next outing with Houston, they combined for a no-hitter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I seem, <laughs> I seem to remember that game a little bit too vividly for some reason. <laughs> uh, do you host, uh, do you I, host like, baseball trivia nights at your uh, your, your brew pub, uh, Mark? Um, here and there. Um, yeah, we've hosted some trivia nights. Actually, this year we started working uh, with the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame, and we held, uh, they have their own induction weekend. This year it was an all-Canadian class, and we hosted, uh, like a Thursday sort of VIP session with past Hall of Famers, uh, the current class, and some other, uh, baseball people. So, yeah, we, we definitely try and weave in, um, you know, fun baseball events at the brewery. I grew up, uh, I, I'm still a Twins fan, and Justin Morneau is a great player coming out of Canada, coming out of uh, the British Columbia. Yep. We had, uh, on the Mariners staff for a while, had James Paxton, um, one of our favorite Big Canadians. Maple, yeah. yeah. He, uh, uh, playing for the Yankees now, but he's still got some good years in him. That, that'd be a nice fit for him to, to go pitch for Toronto and, and uh, be part of yeah. uh, what appears to be building there. Um but uh, usually if you put on that Yankee pinstripe, you're usually a Yankee for <laughs> quite a few years. So, uh, yeah. but, uh, that was kind of a nice moment for James Paxson last year to, to be able to, um, you know, for the Mariners, be able to go to Toronto and throw a no hitter, uh, on, on the home soil. Oh yeah. I remember that. Um, that, uh, I, I remember watching that game and the Blue Jays fans give him a good ovation at the end of the game, just kind of an acknowledgement that, yeah. uh, uh, he's, he's, uh, came from Canada, so he'd be a good one to, to get back, uh, get back into Toronto, uh, before the end of his career. Well, Mark, uh, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to, to spend with us on this podcast. Uh, it's great to hear things are going well in Toronto. It's, uh, quite a ways from Yakima, so we don't get there as much as we would like to, or, or know as much as we yeah, would like to, uh, we were we're really glad to hear uh, you're liking the hops our our growers are producing and um, and uh, we love hearing about the baseball uh, that's that's pretty fun thanks. for Steve and I so yeah and good good luck yeah on... thanks for having me and I'll actually I'll actually be down there in about a month so are you great. coming out great great Do you know what dates yeah. are coming out yet for selection I think it, uh, don't quote me but I think it could be September 26th or around there sort of late late season but yeah. nice. All the good stuff oh, will be in the barn by then, so we'll have a great selection for you. 
And uh, yeah, and, and good luck this weekend. I mean, even though I'm a Mariner fan uh, and you're a Blue Jay fan, <laughs> uh, we've got a big series coming up. Uh, the records are about identical, so uh, uh, it'll be a real battle of the Titans here with a couple of. Uh, uh, 400 ball clubs, but uh, sounds, good. sounds like a beer bet for when you're out in selection. <laughs> we'll have to do that. Let's do that if you don't mind, Mark. <laughs> we'll we'll uh, bet a a beer on the series, and uh, uh, we'll have yeah, an absolutely. opportunity to to pay up when you're out here. And uh, I'll you bring know, some more green ones. Oh, wonderful! That'd be great. You don't have to <laughs> succeed. Uh, you don't have to concede already, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah, just. Just in case, bring some out, and uh, if if not, we'll take you out to Bell Breaker and get you a nice hot forward beer out there. And uh, and, and and whether you're uh, making beer or, or watching uh, baseball, we wish you nothing but good hops. Thank you. Keep them coming. All right. Thanks, guys.